You are now tuned in to another episode of Let's go! Queer and Cool. Coming straight from Miami to your home. Woo! DJ and web developer Bree Daddy discussing raw, vulnerable, and cutthroat topics in the queer community. This is Queer and Cool. What's up, y'all? It's Bree Daddy. Y'all already know Miami's female DJ and web designer. And I'm here with my boo, Adriel, y'all. If I had the, the clapping sound... <laughs> be doing it but right now we just kicking off we under budget <laughs> so we gotta just <laughs> clap for ourselves because i gotta thank you for coming here adriel for one i know you're a busy man i know you got your whole career set up right now this man yo just secured a wonderful job so we gotta give a round of applause for our men out here men that are minorities too and a gay man okay today we're going to talk about Sometimes we feel like we got to closet ourselves in our career in the workforce. So I think that it's time to have that vulnerable conversation about how to navigate and how to still embrace your sexuality and not feel like you need to hide it because it's who we are. So here I have Adriel. He's originally from Jersey. He's lived in New York City for a few years throughout college, and he recently made his move down here to Miami. So let's get into it, shall we? You ready? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So... Let's start off about what career field are you in? So yeah, I'm in digital advertising. Um, been in the field for about seven years now. Right. Uh, started while I was in college, and of course, once I graduated, kept going. So mm-hmm. here I am. Oh, so you you know how to be in front of a camera then? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what got you into that? Yeah. So honestly, I when I first started in college, I went for uh, law enforcement, homeland mm-hmm. security, and. Um, while I was in high school, I was actually taking some classes on that. And right. um, honestly, I did an internship. and I was like, I really don't see myself here. Right. <laughs> and uh, and um, then I actually got a job uh, in the field and then I ended up falling in love with it. So I said, you know what? Never too late to start all over again. So I literally just changed my degree and I went for what I wanted. Right. And if you if because I, I also have worked in digital marketing. And now I'm in the tech industry. So I know that sometimes um, we have to follow an NDA and stuff. So if you are allowed to disclose what job or where did you start off at? Just for those that might be listening and feel like, oh, shit, I want to get into that, too. Yeah. So uh, what what job did you start off with um, that made you fall in love with what you did? Yeah, so I started off at Univision, which is a really big, well-known uh, Spanish television network. Uh, started off there and um, was working there for about two years. Um, and I kind of was dipping and dabbing and everything. Um, I kind of wanted to just soak everything and I wanted to be like a sponge. Um, and it was pretty cool because of course, um, I was around like the Hispanics of my, like of my area in Jersey. So, um, definitely supporting that Philadelphia uh, location also. So really, really cool, right? <laughs> hey, <laughs> um, so yeah, so honestly speaking, I was like involved in promotions. Um, I was involved in like our, our street affairs, uh, right. like as far as our events. So I just got really intrigued in the advertising part of it and, and how we were really promoting our television station and and of course all of our different stations around the country. So yep. I really, really just honestly started falling in love with that. I didn't know exactly where I wanted to be. I didn't know if I wanted to stay in advertising. I didn't know if I wanted to jump over into journalism or become a reporter. Um, but I just knew that it was it was I wanted to be there. I love that. I love that because just with everything that you said, like I just want to let people know, number one, outside the actual topic, it is okay to jump around. You do not have to be tied to what you said you was going to do. Feel free to figure out yourself through experience. 
Right. You know, so I'm glad, shout out to you for <laughs> taking the time to do that as well because you say journalism and this and that. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> because it's such a broad field. So there's so much you can get into. So yep. good for you for giving yourself the, the chance to try different things out while you figured out what was it that you're passionate about and you're going to just take off from. So I know that people are probably going to be like, all right, let's get to the questions. <laughs> are you open about your sexuality within the workforce? Oof. So I am 100% open now. Okay. Um, it's been a very long way coming, though. Mm -hmm. um, definitely have my shared experiences where I, I was very much closeted. Yep. Um, although I had already came out in general like to my family, my friends, um, in the community. It was just uh, at work. I just felt kind of very much closeted. Mm -hmm. um, it actually wasn't until... Um, I slowly started once I started my career, but then of course I had worked for companies that were a little, it's a little bit harder. I felt a little bit more closeted. Um, but here I am today and it's been a long way, but I am hundred percent comfortable with being my true authentic self in the workplace. I love that. Let me tell you something. As a, as a gay woman, Afro-Latina, you know, it, it's tough to be open with your sexuality in the work first. But I can only imagine for a minority gay man as well, because I can at least say out here that if anything, most of the time women are sexualized mm -hmm. based off their sexuality. And it's not always the same for men. You know, I know that you guys can be ridiculed very easily and it's almost like, dang, I'm already a minority. Mm -hmm. Now I'm also another minority in this class. So I know sometimes it's harder to pivot. So how have you been able to pivot in the workforce knowing that information subconsciously so honestly speaking um i'm i think what has happened was is i just kind of honestly just kind of really dropped that guard you know i mm -hmm. started one i just started i needed to kind of respect myself you know i needed to stop just putting on this this front and this 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 front around work just because i was homosexual and just because mm -hmm. i couldn't be myself um there were times when i felt like i didn't want people in my job to know about me being gay, uh, especially like the older men that I worked with um, in one of my companies that I worked with after Univision. And honestly speaking, it was, it just became very stressful. You know, I felt like I had to, I was in a relationship and I felt like I kind of had to hide everything. You know, like if I was, if I had to like leave work on time for one day um, to go catch dinner with my partner, you know, it was like, right. I felt like I could never say that out, you know, out front to them. Um, so honestly speaking, I just kind of one day I just realized, and I, we, I'm sure we'll get back. We'll get into that also later on in our conversation. But um, kudos to a manager of mine that actually I had when when I had worked at a company for Hulu, and she honestly just made me feel like she made me be comfortable with myself and always stand for what I like, what I feel is right, Absolutely. and always stand for what I believes. Always stand for up, up for myself and just be my true, authentic self in the workplace. Because I'm gonna be honest. Once I started doing that, I started gaining even more respect. Hello. And not only that, I started realizing like I was actually like. It was very much acknowledged because I allow for other people to start being themselves. It doesn't just have to be with sexuality. It could be with, with anything, you know, and just standing up for what they what they feel was right and what they believe in and how they live their best life. And, you know, I really, truly think that that's helped me. Amen to that. And you actually just brought up so many memories with me because I remember moving down here to Miami. I felt like I had to come out all over again mm -hmm. because as a woman down here, 
if you don't, and not speaking on and projecting this into other people's lives, but sometimes <laughs> as women, we feel like we don't have the BBL or the tight <laughs> stomach or the ass, which we know I got that. Honey. Listen, a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But if we don't feel like we have these feminine traits, sometimes we feel like we can't pivot. And I came down here and up wearing weaves, wearing wigs, like all this stuff that honestly... That was never me. Mm-hmm. My friends up north was looking at me like, when did this become Brie? <laughs> like, I was the ball player in uh, Delaware. You know what I'm saying? I was nasty at ball in Delaware, Philly, Jersey, even up in New York playing AAU. So I've always carried myself as a tomboy. It didn't matter what my sexuality was because I was dating both women and men. And up north, you know you could, rock, you could be a tomboy and date what you want. Like, mm-hmm. because men are attracted to who you are. A real man is okay it shouldn't matter what the clothes are and stuff Mm -hmm. but coming down here i told myself well i want to be a dj so and all i saw was the female djs had to be hypersexual Mm -hmm. you know to get gigs and i was like well damn like if i'm not presenting myself as such how am i going to get my name out here so my name was just dj brie when i moved here just dj brie with two e's and it was so basic. I've never been basic. And I'm not knocking the name because there actually is another DJ Bree out here. Yeah. But now he goes by, I want to say, the legendary Bree. And not and I, I don't know his story, but if it's because of you know the same thing I went through, I felt like it's not really explaining who we are. I mean, he's an amazing DJ. Mm-hmm. So why not call himself legendary? But for me, I was like, this is not really explaining who I am. And I got so tired of being hypersexualized and projecting that on me that I was like, nah, I want to go back to being a tomboy. I'm getting the tattoos that I want. Mm-hmm. I'm rocking what I want to wear, how I was dressing before. Fuck this. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm changing my name to Brie Daddy mm-hmm. because I went by Brie Daddy up north as just fuck, you know, being fucking funny and hilarious. But my friend was like, why isn't that like your DJ name? Like, that's how you should have came down here. And I was like, well, it's never too late. I might as well rebrand myself. So I started rebranding myself and I was still a bit feminine, but they, people were starting to see that tomboy part come out of me in my photo shoots. And it was easy to transition because if anything, people started respecting me more for being authentic. Right. And that's something that lacks out here, authenticity. You know, mm-hmm. I might be saying it wrong, so however you say it. You know, <laughs> you're right, you're right. You know, but <laughs> being authentic is not exactly the norm, but it's respected. Mm-hmm. So, and I want y'all to take note of that if y'all listening, because you got to be authentic. Now, in my tech career, I actually felt more comfortable being being more authentic and being open with my sexuality when I started working from home. Because I always had to walk into work, you know, and I'm, a lot of the time I was around a lot of, you know, white men. Mm-hmm. And being in tech is a lot, is a lot of white men. So I wasn't sure exactly how to present myself, you know, if I should be coming up here in a blazer or dress or this or that. And I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) this has nothing (laughs) to do with what I'm doing. So how I dress, unless as long as I'm presenting myself, you know, clean and everything at Mm -hmm. this company, it shouldn't matter if I'm wearing a suit or if I'm wearing a dress. So I started dressing more like myself. And I actually started getting complimented. Like, oh, you look nice. You look very comfortable. Like you look like you're smiling today. And I'm like, wow. And I'm not saying that's going to be happening to everybody. I'm making that clear. I'm not trying to spread the wrong message. 
But I'm telling you guys to be yourself. Yeah. Because it goes back to what you said. When you're confident with yourself, you can be confident with your sexuality. 100%. And it's not like I threw it on everybody, but one time I felt like I disrespected an old girlfriend because she wanted to come to lunch with me because she happened to be downtown. I was working in Brickell and I had told her, no, 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 like, I can't let them know that I'm bi, you know, that I'm bi or gay or, you know, and I, I identify myself as queer, but I am lesbian. Okay. But at the time, like, I was just like, I don't want them to know that I like anything but men. Mm. I was so scared to maybe lose my job and stuff. I mean, I had just got my first break. I felt like I was making great money in that year. And she was like, so <laughs> you're embarrassed of me? And, and that was just so yeah. hard, not just on her, but I was like, I'm so sorry that I made you feel like that. And she was like, you know, I know that I'm working in the fast food industry, so I understand it's maybe not the same. But I know what's right and what's wrong. And this is wrong if you feel like you can't be happy with yourself. So that's when I really started making those changes because I was like, I never want the person that I love mm -hmm. to ever feel like that ever again. So I understand some points that you made too. Yeah, and honestly speaking, you made a good point because that's also a lot of, a lot of fucking stress. Yep. Because when you're, you know, it's like you want to be comfortable with your sexuality as far as, you know, and, and the thing is, is, is I'm glad that you made that great point because you can be comfortable with your sexuality, but what made me kind of open my eyes is, was I really that comfortable that I couldn't be myself in the workplace? And, Hello. you know, I'm going to tell, I'm going to be honest with you. I love that you shared that story because I went through the same thing mm -hmm. and I had a lot of relationship issues because of that, because it was like, you know, why can't you be yourself or, you know, I'm 100% completely okay with bringing you around my co-workers and to my co-workers events, but why can't you do the same with me? And it was because I worked with a bunch of older white Republican men, yep. which that has nothing to do with anything. I'm not right. saying that, that, you know, anybody's preference is not that, but it's that the way that I felt in the workplace at that time, mm -hmm. you know, I was just brought on the team to start up a children's program and television blog. And, you know, right. they brought me on because they knew that I had that expertise and that experience in the, in the field. And they felt, they knew that I was going to be a valuable asset to the team. Mm -hmm. So they brought me on. So you put the amount of disrespect and the amount of just uncomfortable comments that were made while I was in, you know, certain settings just made me be even less, like even more hesitant to come out right. to them and tell them like, hey, like only if you know, <laughs> only if you know what the okay. fuck I like. Okay. <laughs> I like what you like, what your wife likes, but whatever. Um, so. <laughs> so how can you hate Exactly. So, um, so yeah, I just felt like it was honestly like there were several comments that that were made, um, and in certain settings, like you know, it would be talked that talked like I would be talked to like, oh, I remember I had a boss at the time, and he, one time I went to his office and we were just having a casual conversation, and he goes and he just starts like bashing, gay people, and then he starts talking to me about his son coming out to him mm. and how he was so mad about that. Projection. And how he cut his son off and he doesn't want anything to do with his son anymore because now his son's actually looking to be more feminine. He's starting to become more feminine. Right. And that was one of the most uncomfortable moments in my career that I will never forget to this day and probably never fucking forget ever. Um, because it was just... If this guy's talking that way of his son, imagine yep. how he'll treat me or what he'll say to me. Oof. And it's like, you know, at that time, it's like, this is my career. You know, this is a good, you know, this is an amazing step for my career that I'm going to, that's going to benefit me in the long run as far as, you know, career wise. 
and I don't want to fuck it up just because I come out and say I'm openly gay. Right. Um, because at the same time, I don't tolerate disrespect neither. But right. when you're in the right way, it gets really fucking sticky. Yeah. So I'm glad that you made that 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 example and you you gave your you know you shared that story because I went to a very 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 similar situation yeah. in, in that workplace and it was very very uncomfortable. It was very stressful right. for myself and I'm sure for you know my partner at the time and. Bitch, <laughs> I never want to feel like that again. But the fact of the matter is, you know, especially depends like on, you know, what management we're under, what clients we mm-hmm. have. Because with me, like I, <clears throat> I am a project manager and I run software implementations. And depending on who I'm working with or who I'm contracted with, you never know who you have. Mm-hmm. And even if you have your own business, you don't know what kind of clientele you have or who's going to be the new you know person of contact new for for a particular project but what i do know is i am at the point in my life and my career where i no longer tolerate disrespect Mm -hmm. and it sucks that even both of us had to tolerate a certain level of disrespect to get where we get or where we're at now and unfortunately that happens everywhere even even with non-queer folks so it, it just sucks that that's what we went through and stuff and i'm just hoping that as time goes on get you know as, as time goes on i hope that things get easier for not just for us as we continue pivoting in our careers but for the next generation mm-hmm. because i don't wish what we went through to be on the next generation but now there's this thing called diversity and inclusion now mm-hmm. i've heard of it i personally have not had um a you know a dni person be at the companies i've worked at i'm not sure if you have but um, if you have, has it made you feel more comfortable as an employee? Or have you guys um, at your company not implemented that? Type I of love this question. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, for me, DNI is one of the most important things about a company. Yep. Listen, we're at a point in time where, you know, we have job opportunities at our fingertips. You know, yes. of course... There's certain specifics that maybe we may be looking for that maybe may make us feel like we may not have endless opportunities. But right now we work in a world, you know, that so many job opportunities are going remote. Right. You know, you're able to get certain things that you want, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, I feel like what I've learned and some people may think this is crazy, but I find it very, very important that diversity and inclusion be an active part of my career in the company that I'm working for. Right. Um, I feel like it speaks on the company and I feel like it makes an amazing work culture. Right. Um, I've worked for companies that did not embrace diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you something. Um, I've worked in a few companies um, ever since I started my career. And ever since I worked at one company that really embraced DNI mm-hmm. and really embraced just making everybody feel cool and comfort and comfortable with one another, comfortable with being themselves and just being accepted in the workplace. Since then, I have not settled for less. And I took an opportunity after that and I literally was there for a couple of months. And one of the biggest reasons why I left was because there was no DNI. Yeah. You can feel it. When a company is not does not have that and does not embrace that diversity and inclusion, it is fucking felt. Okay. And you want to know something? <clears throat> There's levels to it, you know, but when your company work culture is very important right. you know work culture will keep employees there work culture will make you feel like you're a part of of the company right and you're included 
That's right. that's what you know. That's what matters most. So I've worked for companies, and my current company now actually we have our own team that's designated to that specific like diversity and inclusion. Right. Um, we have benefits that are for diversity and inclusion of different people. Right. You know, so those are very very important things. And this is a question that I'm going to be honest. I ask this on when I've interviewed. This is one of the biggest questions that I ask. Yep. Because. Uh, everything's important as far as knowing about the role, knowing about the company, but mm-hmm. best believe I want to know how that work culture is. Amen. And Amen. That DNI is very important because I'm not only am I Hispanic, um, yep. gay, also a homosexual man. And listen, I'm sure there's many other people like me that are in your company. Yep. So if I know that you have a, have a work culture that embraces this, like for example, um, Pride Month. Pride Month really is heavily celebrated at my company. And, you know, I just actually started. Um, going on like two months and I can honestly say that within my first couple of days I already noticed that inclusion yep. and I already noticed that the work culture is so diverse whereas the the work example that I was telling you about how I was working with the older white Republican men mm-hmm. um they honestly there was DNI didn't even exist right and I was so, the only minority on the team and it was let me just say it was fucking uncomfortable yeah. it was uncomfortable um, so working for, you know, this current company is very important for me f- to, to work for a company that really, um, drives for diversity and inclusion because, you know, it just makes you feel whole, it makes you feel united and it makes you feel like your company actually cares about you right? and cares about your beliefs and cares about what you are, you know, and, and that's very important. I think you hit it right on the, <laughs> you hit it right on the nail. You know why? Because it brings me back. To the company I'm at and why I, I have to say I do this one thing I truly love about where I'm at right now is that they took me out of a terrible situation with the last company I was at. Mm. I used to walk into work ready to cry because and it wasn't because it was a, a lot of white people and stuff because I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Okay, I'm from Delaware. We have areas that are very, very white, very, very black somewhat Hispanic, and then very, very mixed. Mm -hmm. I don't care about any of that. Like, because I personally don't even care what your background is. It, how you treat me, Mm -hmm. is what's going to determine how much respect I have for you. Preach. And the company. And I was at a company that had no diversity inclusion. The benefits were good. (laughs) That's it. But no diversity and inclusion. It didn't matter if I felt uncomfortable. People used to do things like, can I, can I touch your braids? <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> and what'd you say? I'm, I'm like, they're locks. <laughs> and I just get my coffee and go. People, please do not call. Braid, call locks, braids. Don't fucking do it. At least ask how you ask someone how they're referred to. Mm-hmm. And this, and listen, the another thing about diversity and inclusion is tips like that. How you address somebody. Mm-hmm. One thing I love about my company is that yes, we might not have a DNI expert because they are. Um, I don't want to. I guess a little bit, a little higher than the startup phase at this point because they're like less than like seven years old. Mm-hmm. But they kept it small because they wanted to make sure everybody feels like they're a part of this. 
And now we went from, I think, like 11 to like almost 30 people in a year now. And keep in mind, the niche that I work in is very, very, like, even though it's in tech, it's um, it's a really small niche. Mm-hmm. The, the kind of projects we do is not like regular um, web development with like WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, Wix. Um, so the, the kind of development we do requires specific kinds of developers. So I'm very aware that it might not, I might not be, you know, working with another black woman or black man and stuff because a lot of people aren't skilled in this yet. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't have hold any hate or grudges that I don't see other people that look like me. What I would hold a grudge against is if someone disrespects me and if I've ever been disrespected, it's been maybe from clients and my boss has always took care of it. Mm-hmm. And if um, I've, you know, got into some kind of not like altercation, but disagreement, heavy disagreement with someone, it's been addressed right away. No one disrespects each other at my job. And I feel I don't wake up with a heavy heart before I log into work. I wake up like, oh, I wonder who I'm going to tackle today. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's tons of opportunities in tech where I can pick up contracts double what I get paid. But then I think about, am I going to feel this exactly included? Mm-hmm. So yeah, while I don't have the DI, we don't have the DNI expert there. You know, we do have other things. They also just um, kicked off kicked off something for our, our mental health, mm-hmm. which is very new, based off from the last time me and you like have connected about similar topics Mm -hmm. and it made me so happy because i remember having a conversation with you just eating out one day and we was talking about that kind of you know that uh, mental health initiatives Mm -hmm. and i'm happy even about that we have we get meditation days you know we we were like signed up through um the calm app um just just little things and 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 that still makes me feel included because i think mental health is important and i already feel the the inclusion the diversity might lack in the in the niche that I'm in, but I also understand that it's a it's a small but growing niche. So I'm excited to see what's coming from it. But yeah, I'm I'm right with you with DNI. That was the first question I asked when I got interviewed. Yeah. When they said, "The floor is yours. What are mm-hmm. your questions?" I didn't ask about salary first. Yeah. I didn't ask about benefits first. I said, "How do you guys embrace diversity and inclusion?" Because if we're being honest, I'm experiencing racism where I'm at. And this will be the last time I deal with this for a coin. I will go broke before I ever experience this. Knowing that I'm putting myself through this every day. This anxiety, this feeling, this anger. I am not putting myself through this because it's not worth it. There are plenty of other companies that will embrace this black queer woman because not only am I skilled at what I'm, I am, you know, what I do, but I am amazing employee. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm amazing to work with. I'm an amazing person that leads projects. I know what the fuck I'm doing mm-hmm. and nobody can stop that. So as far as I'm covering all the bases on this job qualifications, how are you going to protect me yep. as a black woman, yep. as a black queer woman? So I'm glad that you you brought you brought you know you brought that up because it's important for our listeners to understand that they can bring this up too. 100. percent And if you guys feel like y'all can't bring this up, then that's not the job for you. Right. I'm I'm here with you. I'm here with you. Because a closed mouth don't get fed. Yeah. So make sure you ask these questions because that's just like how they held you accountable 
for, oh, are you skilled at this? How many years have you done this? How, you know, this, that, and the other. You're allowed to ask questions too. Interviews are a two-way street, people. Oh, yeah, and honestly speaking, you know, feel, remember at the end of the day that they want you. Hello. Okay, so yeah, don't get me wrong. You don't have the job yet, but every time you go into that interview, just think to yourself, I got this shit in the fucking right. bag. Hello. Okay, I got this shit in the bag. You go in confident, you kill that fucking interview, and then when they give you the floor to ask those questions, you ask whatever the fuck is important to you for that job. Yep. How are you going to be happy? Because you need to be happy every fucking day in that job. Because I know we've all been in companies, work for companies yep. that we've been miserable to go into, and it's fucking dreaded. So I think that, for example, you know, you and I, we share that. We're very similar in that way yeah. where, you know, I, like I mentioned, like you mentioned, you know, that to me is a very important question. I right. listen, I already read the job description online. I already read the job description, whether you reached out to me for the job to, to recruit or I reached out to you and applied for the job myself. I already know right. the, the, the roles and responsibilities that I'm going to be getting myself into. That's why I entertained the position, the fucking interview. Exactly. Okay? What my biggest question to you is when you throw that floor to me, I want to know how your work culture is. Because I know what it's like to work for a company that embraces work culture right. and actually has a really good work culture that I look forward to go that I look forward to going into every single day. Yep. Being myself, being credited for being myself. Right. You know, by several different people in my company, you know, yep. coworkers, managers. And I gained a lot of respect because of that. Okay. So I'm gonna tell you something right now. When you're interviewing, remember that that shit's yours and that they want you. So you need to stand up for yourself and you need to ask them whatever questions that are in your fucking mind that are important to you. Because at the end of the day, you're not they, not only are you going to be a valuable asset to that company, that company yeah. needs to be a valuable asset to you. Hey, <laughs> can I get a amen? <laughs> can I get a amen? <laughs> not you. Not you. <laughs> Not you chewing us up and spinning us back out, Adriel. Uh, <laughs> oh. Can I get a <laughs> That's how you keep a person's cup full. Oh right. my god! <laughs> Not the chills. That this brings us to my last question, because as us being queer employees, and who knows who's listening? Someone might be in HR. Someone mm. might be, at, you know, a leader for a DNI. Like, this is what this whole podcast is about to make us feel more included, to tackle, you know, tackle problematic issues, you know, and also to help people that come across this realize this is what they have to say. Mm. How are we going to fix this? You know, so what would you like to see more in the workforce that allows LGBTQ plus employees feel more comfortable? Action. 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 Listen, a company can say to you that they they can lay out this beautiful picture to you, uh -huh. but are they fucking following up with it? Okay. Are they following up with everything? And listen, it can be a range of things, all right? Yep. I could think of a list of things from the top of my head, yep. you know, that I could think of ways that they can make you feel whole. For example, right. um, there are companies out there that during Pride Month, you know, yep. they really make an initiative to make the team and, and just open up the floor you know, have sessions on, on LGBTQ plus right. informing, you know, educating people that are not a part of this community. Um, and honestly speaking, just really spreading the word. And that to me yep. is very important, you know, or it could be events, you know, holding events. Yeah. Um, it could be, you know, I know that there's companies, for example, um, Univision has a float that, you know, 
they, that marches in the parades, you know, yeah, stuff like that. Like, that. those are just ways to just show that you're really embracing that LGBTQ plus community because it's making them feel like, all right, my company actually gives a fuck about us. Hello. And this community. Um, so honestly speaking, that's it. Action. Take action. Don't paint this beautiful picture to me because you're not going to, if you're not going to follow up with it. Yep. I know that's right because, listen, I think we've all seen these, uh, <laughs> initiatives on people's websites this new page that you guys just span up on wordpress (laughs) (laughs) that says diversity and inclusion (laughs) with a flag and all these random queer folks like that you paid for on Mm pexels.com and it's like now you guys have this diversity and inclusion initiative and no action behind it yeah what intarnation is going on here Uh, is this mic on like (laughs) Okay, great. You guys have this new page. Shout out to the SEO. But what are you guys doing about it? And 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 I've seen that. I won't say I've seen that with my company because like I said, I don't, to my knowledge, I haven't seen it clearly drawn out on a website. But one thing I can say about my company is they never promote something that they don't do. Mm -hmm. And in fact, sometimes they do before they promote it. And I have respect for that too. Be a doer before you go and promote it online and stuff, if you guys aren't even following up with that. So, (laughs) for the love of God, business owners, entrepreneurs, um, big companies, you know, if you guys are hearing this, please make sure that you are taking action behind those words that you guys are putting out. Mm -hmm. Because it's all cute and all when we see it, but if we don't see the actions behind it, then why did you even do that? Exactly points exactly so i appreciate that um that was a good ass answer yeah because <laughs> i don't know how i would answer that I, I i feel like i have like a long list but sometimes it's easier to just be simple because action is such a large mm. a large feeling when i when people take actions behind their words it means a lot to me mm-hmm. i'm that kind of person that really appreciates like pre- appreciates it I'm realizing that I'm a person that really loves acts of service now. Mm-hmm. So, and that's even in my personal life with my friends, with, you know, potential relationships and stuff. So why not with our workforce? Preach. Say it again. You know? So I love that. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on Queer and Cool. And how did you feel about this? Like, did, did this make you feel giggly inside? Listen, listen. Well, first off, I just want to say thank you for having me. Um, thank you for this is an amazing experience, my first motherfucking podcast. And you can and definitely not gonna be my fucking last. So uh, for the viewers <laughs> <laughs> Bear with me, but y'all will see my motherfucking face again. Um I know that's right. <laughs> can we get your Instagram? Right, guys. What's your Insta? Underscore Adriel R. Okay. Um, so yeah, definitely add that in the in the bio because I'm not gonna spell it. Perfect. A Apple. If y'all like this podcast, make sure y'all give us a five star rating on yes. Apple, Spotify, whatever you guys can do. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at queer and cool, Q U E E R N cool. And also, make sure you holler at your girl, Brie Daddy. But on Instagram, it's Brie Zaddy. The one and only baby. Okay. <laughs> I just want to say so something awesome. also before we before we jump off. Um, thank you for opening up this platform. This yes. is an amazing listen. I was when when you asked me to to come through, I didn't even think twice. Listen. Because I didn't even probably think once. I said, fuck yeah. Um, because right. honestly, and this topic, like I told you, this topic's everything. 
Um, It's especially important for me. And I think that it's good to open this floor for people to hear and people Mm -hmm. to get their thoughts on. Because at the end of the day, you know, we're all going to view, have our own different views. We are all going to have our own different experiences. I'm sure there's people out there that are probably going to watch this that are going to be like, oh, you know, I work for a company that doesn't fucking do this. I work for a company that I don't feel like I could be my true authentic self. I don't, you know, and and it's, and it's, there's a wide, that's a wide area that you can be yourself. Um, but my, my recommendation to everybody is that if that's the case, like you said earlier, you made a good yeah. point, then that company's not for you. That right. job's not for you. Listen, I don't care. You know, you can be, you can be giving me the fucking big bucks. You could be giving me amazing benefits. You know, you could be giving me everything out of the fucking sun that I want and more Yeah. as far as, you know, those different aspects. Benefits but for me, it's it's right. peace of mind. For me, it's what yeah. actions you're taking, what what things you're doing, um, and what as a company you're doing to make your fa- your um, your employees feel whole, Amen. your employees to feel united. Because guess what? At the end of the day, entrepreneurs will know this, business owners will know this, yeah. you know, managers and you know, and employees, everybody will know this. That when you create that great work culture and that comfortable work culture, then that creates amazing work. Everything that this, you know, the company offers and what how they're making all this money, mm-hmm. our the employees will only better that experience if they feel comfortable. Yeah. So, amen to that. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And one last thing for me, just like you guys are allowed to have non-negotiables with your family, your friends, your lovers, you are allowed to have non-negotiables in the workplace. Damn right. Point blank. Period. And I'll end it like that. Thank you so much for being tuned in with Queer and Cool. Shout out to Adriel for coming on the podcast. It's your girl, Breezetti, and I'll see you on the next one. This is Queer and Cool.